admire your courage, Miss... Uh... Trench. Sylvia Trench. I admire your luck, Mr... Bond. James Bond. Bonjour, Monsieur Bond. Where's 007? I think he's attempting re-entry, sir. My God, what's Bond doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Well, tell him to pull out. Immediately. Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond? The martini, shaken, not stirred. Hang on, James. The thought had occurred to me. Looking for shells? No, I'm just looking. You have a nasty habit of surviving. Well, what they say about the fittest. Do you lose as gracefully as you win? I wouldn't know. I've never lost. No more foreplay. Welcome to a new episode of the Holmes Movies Podcast, bringing our Bond backwards sort of episodes full circle, where we will review No Time to Die, the final James Bond film starring Daniel Craig, which has finally come out after so many delays involving directors changing around, and of course the pandemic pushing the release date back so many so many months and having, you know, changing the release date and everything. And it affected the, the pandemic has affected the whole film industry. But um, the film has finally come out. We have seen it. And uh, now we are here to talk about it. I am, of course, Anders Holmes, like I just said. Did I say that? I think maybe you did. I don't know. But people know who you are if they're subscribers. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome and sorry. Um, I'm Adam Holmes. I'm the other brother, uh, same mother. Uh, on the other side of the pond, the, of uh, the pond being the Atlantic. Um, no time to die. Uh, so should we say, uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the film, you probably shouldn't because we're going to do spoilers? Yeah, I think we. Th- I think if you haven't seen the film, I would probably click out right about now. But I think, should we just give our initial views on the film before getting into spoilers really quickly? Um, sure, yeah. Um, I thought it was a good, if not great, Bond movie. I thought it was a really good way for Daniel Craig to bow out. And um, there were bits that I found really wonderful and bits that I found less um, less good. But the best bits were better than the bad bits were bad, if you know what I mean. And um, and so I thought it was a I thought it was an overall a very enjoyable, um, if a little bit too long. Um, Bond movie. Um, I and I was great, frankly, being back in the cinema. I had not been. This is my first trip to the movies since early 2020, and it was just wonderful going to a, to going to a cinema again. I mean, it was it really just. Um, it was so nice to be back in the seats and back watching the big screen. I will say, I don't know when the next time I'll go because the trailer for every film I saw looked terrible. Um, but um, you know, the, all the trailers looked terrible except June. Um, but yeah, anyway, it was great. Did to you be say back June in the or Dune? 
Dune. 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 I thought you said. I thought you thought. I thought you said June. Yeah, I thought you said June. Duno, the film about a sand dune that gets pregnant. Um, and anyway, um, well, it was either that uh, or you said, or it was either that or just having. Yeah, Jeff yeah, should, we, should we move on? Okay. If you're so, a new listener, Anders uh, has Asperger's. Um, <laughs> and, and have you? Uh, look. So. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, it's what brothers are for. Um, yeah, well, and I, I don't know what my excuse is. <laughs> I'm just a I'm just a twat. Um, but, uh, You're an older brother. That's what you are. That's exactly right. Yeah, older brother, aka twat. Uh, but yeah. I do enjoy. I did enjoy being back, and I enjoyed being back for this film, uh, which I um, which I have a lot of thoughts about, uh, as I'm sure a lot of people do. But I don't have the same. I feel like a lot of people are either saying this is incredible or this is the most vital bond text that has ever emerged and we must study this with great sincerity and seriousness and there are other people being like i walked out after five minutes i hated it that's like okay like everyone chill out it's 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 only you know <laughs> it's only a movie <laughs> yeah so what, what do you think well, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. I, I this was I had a very emotional experience watching this movie, mainly because I've been waiting to see this film for a very long time. And if people have been listening to the Bond Backwards episodes, you will know that both of us are really big fans of this franchise. So this was a really big deal to watch this franchise. film. And I hate also, the word franchise. Can we just okay. series? Can we say series? Can we say can okay. we just like we like James Bond? We like James Bond, and also this was like this was like the first time where one of the actors actually got a proper send off, like an actual finale to his role, because all the other times you didn't, you know, we thought that these guys were going to come back and then they were like, no, he's not coming back. He's done. Like, you know, it was like a lot of the endings of the bond, you know, were very premature. And I think, you know, going except, into- Except Roger Moore. <laughs> except <laughs> Roger like, Moore. We're like, oh my God, he's actually doing another one. <laughs> he's yeah, 78. He, he can't he do any more films. <laughs> He should have stopped after Four Your Eyes Only. But anyway, that's a, we've already discussed that a lot. But yeah. no, I really enjoyed this movie. I think from like the opening with the with the um, with the bullet. Right, should we get in, should we get into spoilers if we're going to talk about individual? Yeah, I, I just like I just think from the word from the moment this movie started, I was just like welling up with just emotional and happy tears, and it was mm. just a great film to watch and I saw it on the IMAX it looked incredible um the cinematography is amazing I thought well, Carrie Fu- we'll get into that in a second yeah I have some thoughts on that um but yeah but yeah I thought it is a good looking it is a good looking film yeah I thought Carrie Fukunaga was Carrie Joji uh Joji Fukunaga was a very good choice for director I think he's a very intriguing filmmaker and I think does go against the grain a little bit so I thought he was a very inspired choice to direct the Bond film especially after Danny Boyle had left the project I thought Daniel Craig gave a terrific performance as James Bond I thought he his performance in this movie was great um the rest of the cast were really good I felt like everyone got a chance to really have a moment to shine depending on how much screen time they had um, uh, yeah, with a couple of exceptions. With a couple yeah, of exceptions, of course. Yes, I, 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 I think I know what you mean. Um, a little bit too long. There were moments where I felt like this film could have had a few minutes shaved off, but it still didn't feel like a two-hour, forty-minute movie. Unlike something no, like. Weirdly enough, it was both too long and it felt very breezy, but it was yeah. too long. Yeah, like it's not like Blade Runner twenty forty nine where you do feel the film's length, but you still really like the film anyway. But I thought it was still. It was kind of. 
in the it was sort of playing on inspire it was inspired by the old bond movies but it was also a way of showing what these films can be like going forward which i thought was very interesting and i think well, it was let's, good let's return to that as well because i think also um this this was a sort of summation of the craig era like of, yeah. if the craig era has a style and a mood this film very much encapsulated that mood and um and i wonder where we where they'll go next and i wonder if if actually choosing the same mood is the wise choice because um you know there are moments of levity in this film that actually really breathed life into it and i think that they're very important to have because it's yes. very dark it's and it's and it's been dark like specter is dark skyfall's dark quantum is shit and casino royale is dark you know like it's it's just there's like, a better film in quantum somewhere it just got cut out yeah 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 no we we talked about that i mean um but there is a darkness and a heaviness in the craig era and i wonder whether it's sustainable and whether the bond films should you know return to something more frivolous but we can talk about that at the end but like um let's get into the let's get into actual content um so uh if you if you're listening if you're listening to this to get like a sense of what we thought of the film before you go and watch it that's weird but that's fine now you should stop because we're going to do spoilers yes and if you do haven't seen the film and listen to this and get angry that we spoiled the whole movie for you then we did warn you that we yeah, are going to go into spoilers you were there are spoilers or <laughs> you know the sound effects yeah, that's the spoiler alarm right there. James Bond dies. James Bond fucking dies in this film. He does, which he's I dead. Was... James Bond is dead. <laughs> which dead. is like Finished. dead. Blown up, vaporized, dead. He got poisoned and blown up by his own guys. <laughs> yeah, he, he got killed <laughs> twice and he got shot. Yeah, it's true. He so did. we got that. We got that. We, he did. <laughs> we, we got. We got. We got that out of the way. So, I mean, to be fair, I did think going into this movie that I did have a strange suspicion that he was going to die. Yeah. But also, oh, you had oh, another strange. You had oh, another strange suspicion that turned out to be wrong. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yes. Your Doctor No theory. Was I? Was I wrong? Because someone did call Rami Malek's character Doctor. So maybe he was Doctor No. No, he's Doctor Safin. Well, maybe he had a nickname. No, doc, no, doctor, no. <laughs> okay, fine. Doctor, okay, yes. Um, so no. I feel like we. I think, needed... I think they. I think. I think it got signaled a bit that he was going to. It die. did get signaled a little bit. I think the 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 hideout was a bit of a giveaway. But anyway, um, I think I really feel like I'm happy that they made this film because I feel like if the Craig era ended with Spectre, that would have been a very bad move. And I'm very glad yeah. that they were able to get him back despite him being at a certain age where he couldn't do certain stunts. And I think you could kind of get a sense in this film that he was doing a lot of easy and able enough stunts where he wouldn't have to worry about breaking anything because he has been... If I, frankly, if I tried that shit, I would break everything. It's, <laughs> it's, maybe it's easy for Daniel Craig, but it sure as hell isn't easy for the rest of us. Yeah, I feel like the movie does a very good job of rectifying a lot of the mistakes that Spectre did. And I think, you, and I think a lot of the things I didn't like in Spectre, like... I think we're better in this film, but used in like, a to, to a smaller degree. I like that they brought Vaults back just so they could kill him. I thought that I was, was very yeah. good. <laughs> I thought like, was... Bring him back, give him two minutes, and then kill the fucker. Yeah, just have him have like a little Hannibal Lecter moment, and then just he just dies. I love the fact yeah, that he I mean, dies. His last line was cuckoo, and then the next shot, you just see him dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He got punished for that. I, I thought that the, the Felix Leiter stuff was quite was the quite first... moved. 
the first thing I said when we came out of the cinema was, I didn't like seeing Felix go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, Dougie. Uh, but, you know, I... Sam I really, Elliott in another... Uh, Sam Elliott in a Bond movie. That would be cool. Sam Elliott next Felix Leiter. That could be... Yeah. Anyway, um, let's do, use that for the end. But no, Jeffrey Wright is so good as Felix. And I thought that was a well-done death. I mean... There was also there was I, it really brought back memories of um, Timothy Dalton, especially when he killed the other CIA agent. Yeah, um, you know, old old buddy. Um, <laughs> that was uh, there was, but also that was that was obviously a reference to um, for your eyes only. Um, I, I noticed that I noticed that in the cinema. I yeah. was I was like thinking hey, for your eyes only. You noticed it. Um, so, um, but yeah, I thought that was well handled. I think the fact, I think they maybe killed a little bit too many people off. Like at one point I was like, what are they going to do next? Kill M? Like, you know, they've already done, of course. But, yeah. um, you know, I was um, I was a little bit worried when when both Felix and Blofeld, and I was like, okay, I wonder if they're doing too, but then by the end of it, I was like, no, this makes sense because now you really are just like, you're starting, starting on you're starting fresh, on fresh you know, ground. Yeah, yeah, you're kind exactly. of you're you know like you know like I was about to say Draco Malfoy like um, Kylo Ren said in the Last Jedi, let the past die, kill it. Right, right. Um, except, Literally, <laughs> except the last, except the the star the Star Wars franchise didn't understand the the message there because then they brought back Palpatine, but um, somehow just, Palpatine survived or is back or whatever the fuck. That's, that's what's gonna, yeah. The, the next Bond film is going to be that that James Bond has been reassembled in a Bacta tank somewhere and he's, you know, uh, don't, yeah, he's like yeah. a cyborg like Robocop. Yeah, so I mean, I think the the sort of the the it adds there's a real funereal quality to this film. I'm really. Um, and and it, there is this sense of like senseless, a sense of senseless, a, a, a theme of senseless and and tr and awful and meaningless death, um, that f sticks to these men, um, and it's I went, <laughs> I did like at the end that um he's literally toxic like james bond is the yeah. embodiment of toxic masculinity and that if he touches someone they'll die so like i did think that was quite um i wonder if uh you know uh phoebe waller bridge is sort of high-fiving herself over having got that one in there um or whoever but i thought that was i think that might have been a theme i think i think bringing her on board was a great great yeah. idea just because she's a fantastic writer and i think she might have really sort of wrote the female characters and gave them much better arcs in the film and makes them feel a bit well, some of them some of them, some of them I, think, I think i think makes some of them feel a bit a little bit more well defined and i think maybe the hu i think the humor was better in this film than it has been in some of the other films i think i think they, good, there was good there was there some good, good humor yeah the good jokes in it i think Leia my favorite brilliant. moment is when my favorite bit of humor is when ray finds just goes oh for fuck's sake <laughs> But that was I, I I don't know about this new tradition of M getting to be the one who drops the f bomb. I thought that was a little bit like a cheap gag. The, the best joke in the film is when Q is rummaging through his drawers and he opens one of them and it's just tea supplies, mm. um, which was I thought that was very good. Um, I liked that they made Q an openly gay character. I thought that was nice. Do they though? Because I does he ever actually state that? He does. I think he does say that. Yeah, he says he mentions his date as a he. I think. Oh, okay. Okay, that's good then. Yeah, because sometimes they did that in Star Wars as well, with like the 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 
uh, you know, the kiss at the end of the last Star Wars film. And it's a bit like, okay, they just kind of put it in at the end. But yeah, it's pretty obvious that Q is meant to be gay. Uh, anyway, sorry, just going back to the women thing. I love yeah. um, <clears throat> Madeline. I love the character of Madeline. I love the fact that this film is about her. Yeah, I mean, she opens the... the, the, the I mean, the opening scene of the film is like something out of a slasher film. It felt like a horror movie yes. a little bit. That was really fucking scary, uh, especially as I followed it up with a viewing of Midsummer the other night, which has still stayed with me. Anyway, moving on. Um, that was... I think the whole, except I will say her last line, I wanted to like throw ev- all of the popcorn at the screen at that point. I was like, that was like, that let was me tell like, about you. let me tell them about a man. His name was James Bond. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit of a you know, silly. I, I, that's when I want to bring Sam Elliott back. So <laughs> sometimes there's a man. Um, but um, I, I also thought about the bit where he starts welling up and strong men also, also cry. cry. <laughs> <laughs> but that was her last, that last line is fucking pants, but um, it's redeemed by the fact that they're driving in the, in one of my favorite James Bond cars. And then you get, we have all the time in the world. So that's fine. But oh, that made her, me tear up at the end. I'm sorry. As soon as Louis Armstrong started playing, oh, I started God. tearing when that up. First, when that first comes in at the beginning as well. Yeah. Oh my God. God. And I, I love genuinely... the fact they utilized some of the score from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. I yes. thought that was a really good thing. Like, I feel like they took a lot of elements from the George Lazenby film and I think from Timothy Dalton's sort of tenure. I think they really yeah. kind of utilized both <laughs> those aspects. They, they basically did what we would do if we were making a Bond film, which is that they referenced Connery, Lazenby and Dalton and left out Moore and Brosnan. <laughs> 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 um, so anyway, the... Um, the, the, the I really think she's great. Their chemistry is really good. I didn't agree. The Guardian wrote a review that said they don't have any chemistry. I disagree with that. I think they're really they good together. They had better chemistry in this film than they did in the last one. But they're good in both. They're good in both films. I mean, yeah. and, and and yeah, much better in this. The cost. Her costume design is also really clever. And mm. um, uh, so my my issue with the with is really with um, Nomi or Lasana Lynch's character. Lasana Lynch's character. Yeah, as good as she is and she is really good and She's as great. important as it is to have um another you know a, a, a potential successor or just like a sense of like a rival for james bond her character is left with relatively little to do by the end of the film and at the end her job is like rescue the woman and the child and it's like I would have liked to see just a little bit more from her. Not a lot. Like it's it's fine. She's fine that she's a supporting character and a good kind of backup for Bond, but she could just have been given a tiny... She was a bit underwritten, um, you know, mm-hmm. as a character. Oh, I so, see what you mean. I see what you mean. And I think in a film that long, you could have given her a bit more to do, maybe. Um, but, you know, um, I, it was it was really good to have her in there. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, she's um, she has a great entrance and... Um, I do like then, her the, when they walk into the bedroom and you think you kind of get the idea of like, oh, Daniel Craig, is James Bond is going to get some. And then she like turns it back on him and then it, it doesn't end up like a, a love scene or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen that in the Craig movies again and again that like, you know, he will, um, they'll subvert our expectations around women stuff and sometimes not. And it's like, yeah. Um, the, yeah, so, so that was one little criticism. What do we think of the villain, Sapin? <laughs> Um, oh, just before we get to the villain, I really liked Paloma. I thought she was a great character. Oh my god, yes, of course. Actually, can we? I want to spend just a moment talking about that. So, 
Anna Duarmas, for a start, is in my eyes can do no wrong. She's fantastic. That whole character, that whole scene injects so much, as I say, lightness and levity into this. They mean the same thing. Uh, lightness and joy and fun into this movie. She gets some of the best laughs in the film. Um, her whole way of doing the action scene that's a kind of blend of sort of dance and, and shoot em up is brilliant like i was thinking about our top 10 shootouts like that could actually <laughs> that one in the cuba could have been, could have been in there. but um she was just so fun and and i really like i i loved how like good old-fashioned james bond that felt that whole bit where yeah she's this clumsy uh seeming agent who turns out to be just brilliant and then she's out of the movie and she's gone and it's great she just like turns up does her thing is gone and it's yeah. just wonderful. that scene obviously also features one of our family friends which makes it uh yeah. even more enjoyable um but I, um, I, I sort of did a like a leonardo dicaprio gif i pointed at the screen when i saw him on the on there it was really really good fun to see that that whole sequence is pretty good as well especially because everyone all of specter just dies yeah all which i have to which I have to say, because like, I mean, you know, in the one of the Bond episodes where I pitched my really crazy idea for a Bond movie. Yeah. But it was like a sequel to Aunt Her Majesty's Secret Service and you'd bring back old George Lazenby. Yeah. One of the things in, my, in, that, in that script, of course, I did have James Bond dying at the end of it. All of Spectre dies. So, you know. All of the Spectres are dead. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, I was watching it going like, they stole my idea. Well, they came up with it before I did. But anyway, it was just, you know interesting little parallels a little bit is it though um yeah <laughs> <laughs> um my pointing at the screen bit was um you know the beginning where he puts her on the train in italy yes. and he's like you're never gonna see me again that's the same station that i was at this summer to get the train from it's in it's a town called sapri in the south of italy i got the train from there to rome i was oh, really on that platform. yeah <laughs> i was just oh. lily and i we were in the cinema we were like oh shit that's the same train <laughs> Sorry, oh. I got a COVID test right out front. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they all shot all that pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we knew a few people who were there. Uh we, when we were down there, we one of the we met this Italian woman who got to sit in the in the DB5 uh, while they were filming. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, um my sort of initial things about Rami Malik as Rami Malik's character, Safin. I thought the introduction to him, having him be in the beginning of the film was good. I thought that really yes. kind of gave a really good promise to his character that he's this very like enigmatic and creepy figure, especially with the yeah. mask and the way that he's all scarred. And I, let's just point, let's just say this. Next Bond film, let's not have any scars on the Bond, Bond villains. Yeah, it's a, enough it's with a, that. Enough <laughs> with that. Let's, it's a, we don't it's need a, it. Like, it's, it's getting a bit silly now. Yeah. A little bit. It, didn't, it didn't always used to be that well actually when i think back the connery films they were all pretty scarred dr no well. with his hands dr no's hands blofeld's eye um drake uh not draco malfoy the, the, the lardigo draco malfoy <laughs> i don't know uh, lardigo with his eye patch yeah yeah but you need more villains that are, don't have any obvious disabilities like George with his teeth. Or, yeah you've got drax doesn't have anything uh, Red Grant, there's nothing wrong with him. Elliot Carver, well, he, he can take a punch. That's right. Uh, Elliot, Elliot Carver doesn't have anything yeah. wrong with him. Yeah, and he's actually a really good villain. Um, so yeah, so so come on, guys, get with get with the fucking, you know. Yeah, I mean, so... it's, a bit, it's a bit Victorian, isn't it? It's like the a man bit. with the big eye or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. With the eely eye or whatever. Yeah, so anyway. I, I, I think he's... Like a tooth coming out of his nose. 
chainsaw hands. NEC <laughs> 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 lab fans can appreciate that. Okay, so yeah, first introduction was great. I liked having him as this kind of behind the scenes villain. And then he had his, you know, you know, in, you know, David Densick's character of the Swedish Dane, Danish actor who's in the film who played the, yeah. uh, played the doctor. I thought that was pretty nice. I liked the sort of, you thought he was a member, I thought he was going to be a member of Spectre and then he just kills them all. And then I felt when he comes back into the film again, I felt Madeline should have known who he was. Well, she does. I, well, no, but not until she opens the box and she sees the mask. Uh, well, yeah. I think, I don't know, I feel like... He's if plenty you... creepy. Like, I feel like she should yeah. be calling security from the moment he starts talking. Um, I just couldn't... He has, like, a piece seeing... of the hair or whatever the hell it is, and he puts it on there and stuff. Ooh, I think, like, yeah. I don't know, I feel like there should have been a bit more of a connection to her character or something like that. I don't know, based on what... Again, again, that was a piece of underwriting to me. Like, I was like, okay, I get it. Like, Mr. White killed your parents, you know, but, like, how old is he like he looks the same age as he does at the beginning of the film it all doesn't quite make enough sense for me and then is also his scheme is something we've seen before it's like we've done the whole like global virus but yeah but that's thing, what i was getting you know. to that was what i was kind of getting to in the third act when you meet him what i don't get what he, he i don't like his motivation to like do all that stuff with the nanobites or whatever the hell it is which i think is a holdover from that jane that that timothy dalton film because that was supposed to do with nanites or whatever that that third film that they had nanobots. planned nanobots that I, that nanobots was are fucking stupid it like the whole that, i can't believe they brought back smart blood as well like <laughs> come on guys chlorians <laughs> Yeah, right. They were they were literally midichlorians. Yeah. Yeah. So I think his motivations weren't that strong. And I don't know. I think I like the fact that all the Bond villains in the Craig films have been very different from one another in, to some degree. Yeah. He just felt like like an afterthought. You know, his whole like his whole motivation, as you say, his whole scheme. It was all like, you know, he was I mean, he did all right with the part. It just didn't quite. Um, he was sinister. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, but 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 you know he's a good actor and 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 he gets you know obviously they've introduced a child into the equation so you get that extra uh, level of peril but still it's like mm, I might would I would have maybe wanted to see something a bit more original but um, but yeah I didn't also he didn't have any good henchmen the guy with the eye was just crap I mean and um, you need an odd job you need like a red grant yeah and you need, you need like, someone who's jaws a bit, yeah. You need a baroque kind of character who who has something going on, you know, or like you need a what's her name, uh, um, from, um, v yeah, or, or Fiona Volpe from Thunderball or something, you know, someone who's got some 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 real, you know, oomph. Um, here's another criticism: I don't enjoy, especially now in this time we live in, seeing someone just wandering through a building with a machine gun shooting people. It's like I don't know how well that sits with me now in this era that we live in, but also I'm like, is that really what James Bond does? Is he some kind of like Navy SEAL who wanders around? Like, no, he like goes through and he, he sneaks you know, in. He yeah, has... I, I, I yeah, miss, yeah, yeah. I like, miss he the was day. Shooting too many, he was just too many people got shot in this. So like, the body count was too high. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, the body count, I feel like the body count has gotten higher with each Bond movie that he's done. Yeah. Because he shoots, he starts shooting quite a lot of people and like, especially in Skyfall. 
But yeah, I miss the days of him just sneaking around and just sneaking into buildings and all that sort of stuff, and then having to shoot yeah, with his, his way like out. six, his like seven shot little Walter pistol. That's it. And then if he needs something else, you know, he's got to use his shoe or his watch or his you know condom or something. I don't know. <laughs> Objector sheet, you're joking. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole scene at the end where he's just wandering through the base, just shooting people. I was like, this is boring and it's weird. Like, why are we? Oh, you mean that like bit watching... when you mean that bit when he's going up the stairs? Yeah, with... it's like watching a video. I thought, game. A, I thought that was a great. I mean, Corey. I mean, the cinematography was really good, and you know, Carrie Fukunaga did that one take scene in that episode of True Detective. So I thought, oh, he's doing it again. I like that. So he's got like a little. Yeah, I mean, style. It was, but it was like, what is the function of it in terms of like, and also, what does it say? I don't know, like. <laughs> what does it say about us that we like watching that? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it is like watching someone just playing Call of Duty or Half-Life or something. You know, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. But, but it was just, I mean, it's a small thing, but it's just something, again, I hope they, they hope they change. Uh, Cinematography-wise, I did think it was good. My one question is, in the scenes in Italy, especially the one at the end, I felt like the colours were too orange and purple. There was not enough blue and not enough warm colours. Um, in the, and I know that they obviously wanted to fit the colour grade to the rest of the film. But when I think about like what, one of the films we watched just to get us in the mood to watch the Bond film, not to get us in the mood for something else, <laughs> sick listeners, just get us in to like prepare us for watching the Bond film. We watched The Spy Who Loved Me. And The Spy Who Loved Me is just full of like deep, warm, 70s colors and it's obviously a bit yeah. too much but like there is something like if you're gonna set if you're gonna film in the south of italy like make it look nice you know like make it look like what it looks like yeah um, i guess like these days people use i don't know maybe they use color grading a little bit too much to the i mean i i mean i don't i don't i don't know too much about the specifics of what linus, linus uh sangren the cinematographer did but um oh, academy award winner he won an oscar for la la land um, which is, is it was a better film? Yeah, 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 it was colorful. Well, yeah, that, maybe he could have used some more colors in the film. But yeah, the the cinematography in the Norway sequences was very, very good. Yeah, um, especially in that uh, cloudy car chase yeah. gunfight bit. That was pretty. That cool. reminded me of so much of um, Christopher Nolan's uh, Insomnia. That bit. Yeah, um, I do feel cool. like a lot of the the last three Craig films have been inspired by Nolan's movies because yeah. this film. Skyfall was like the Dark Knight, and this one was like the Dark Knight Rises, except this film actually had the cojones to kill off its lead and not have really some good. fake out thing where you think he's dead, but he's not actually dead. Because I thought what they were gonna do. I thought they were gonna I thought they were gonna bottle it. I thought he was gonna escape somehow, like like the eagles yeah. from Lord of the Rings were gonna show up and carry yeah, him. Yeah, but like I <laughs> thought like there was gonna be a scene like later, like the girl opens up a package and it's her toy that she lost and it's all like burnt or something like that. I thought there was gonna be a scene like that, and thank God there wasn't anything about that. That was a really cool idea, actually. I like that. But yeah, no, you're right. It would have been naff. Uh, or like the end of the, uh, the Sherlock Holmes film where Robert Downey Jr. shows up and despite nominally having died, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they leave it in no doubt. Like we see him get blown to fucking shit. Like he is, he is dead. He is kaput. He is vaporized. Yeah. And um, good decision. Good decision. Yeah. I thought it was, I think that was the only real logical decision to do um uh what do you think about the daughter aspect of the film i was wondering just to know what you thought i've never seen a child in a james bond film before like is there even a child who speaks in any bond movie like anywhere oh, the man like, with the golden man with the golden gun the kid he throws in the river you know in, in the the boat chase and man with the golden gun 
Oh yeah, and there's the two kids, uh, the karate girls. Um, yeah. All right. So apart from Man with a Golden Gun, is there any <laughs> other like? Uh, I'm just trying to think back. There's no like Brandon DeWilder from Shane character. Like, we love you, James. Um, we, uh... <laughs> Come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, no, no, not that I can think of. No. So I thought that was really. I think it was really yeah. good and new, you know, to have a kid in there, and they the kid was good. <clears throat> She was really good. I thought the actor. I can't. I don't know who the actor who they got for it, but she was. She was great. I love the moment where he says, like, he introduces her to Nomi, and then he mouths the word family. I thought that was like a really like. It was not like him trying feeling like, oh, I can't say family. It's like him in his own mind, just kind of like family. Like, <laughs> I mean, the amount. Yeah, of, no, like, he, he acted that so well. But the other thing, the kid, there was a brilliant bit where they're driving away from her house, and. Yeah. Um, Actually, the most suspenseful piece of the film when they realize how close that CIA rogue CIA agent is played by um, uh, Billy Magnuson. Yes, um, they they that they drive they're driving they're in danger and she's talking all about her mosquito bite and the way that's edited and the way it's done is so like it just adds so much so many layers of suspense. I thought mm. um, so. Yeah, really, I I did think the kid thing was was good it was uh it added you know stakes at the end you know uh, we need to rescue the kid um and yeah it was it was different so i mean in a film which trafficked in a lot of well-worn um cliches about like secret bases and viruses wiping out the planet and blah 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 it was good to have something that we hadn't seen before uh like a family element yeah I was quite surprised because I, I, there was like a rumor online that they were planning on introducing the fact that James Bond has a child in the movie. And I completely forgot about it because I thought when he says all that stuff about how he loves her and everything, and then you hear the sounds and stuff, I thought Rami Malek was actually going to be in the house. So it was like a real bit of like a bit of a, you know, sigh of relief that you see the girl it was like, oh, it's a girl. Oh, it's his daughter. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, yeah, but then she yeah, says, yeah. it's like, but it's like, she's, she's not yours, but she's got blue eyes. <laughs> yeah right that was that was good um yeah the whole that was very sweet uh should we um i know we're we're we, we're running a little uh uh long and it's getting towards my lunchtime should we do our fun bits that we normally do yeah so favorite scene or scenes i think it's got to be uh paloma yeah uh, that whole bit in uh in in cuba the bit after the the, the specter agents are all dead that's a bit that bit's a little stupid but once it starts like once the shootout really starts happening um that was really cool i loved i was just so in the film but I, well i think that no i think really actually my favorite bit is when he goes to norway because it's really genuinely very suspenseful um yeah. that whole piece so i i know i'll pick that that bit where as i say where they're in the car and the baby's talking about the mosquito bite or whatever yeah um, I, I love the Paloma scene as well. Um, I also really like all the sort of the, the Italian chase scenes. I think that whole beginning sequence is quite well done. I think it's a good sort of action sequence to start the film. I also do yeah. love the beginning scene. I think the beginning scene is fantastic. I like some of the MI6 scenes. I like all the stuff with Q. I thought that was really humorous. And even like they give Rory Kinnear, who plays Tanner. I love the fact he gets more and more to do in the films. And yeah. Even though um, MI6 only appears to have five people working for it, but whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> and a bunch of other people, well, well, extras. So, so pick a bit. You're supposed to pick one bit. Okay, my one favorite bit. I think, I think it's the scene when he confesses how much he loves um, Madeline before the daughter reveal. I think that scene is really good because I feel like 
it it really like it's it's also just like one of the best acted scenes that Daniel Craig has done as James Bond. But also, it really gave a set. It really gave you know. It just really cemented his bond, like this really tough, punkish kind of guy, but someone who's also very vulnerable as well, and not mm-hmm. and and is able to, you know, be a, a human, <laughs> unlike some of the other ones. No, that's that's good. A good bit. Very much like sums up the Krager. Okay, so what's the stupidest bit in the film? Um, maybe all the stuff that Thingy Safin is trying to do, and I don't know, just I don't know, all that. I don't know the nanite stuff. I think like they just didn't. I think they had all the like emotional stuff. They just didn't. I think they had so many characters. I think they didn't really know what to do with their main villain. Yes. Um. Yeah. So like you mean just the sort of general bit where he sort of reveals what he's doing and or do you have a particular yeah, I don't know I think I think the stupidest bit I think it's the scene where they're sitting down and he's and he's holding the daughter and they're all that sort of I think the dialogue is a little bit silly because it's just like in the and trailer he's, he's in sort of this weird like Fu Manchu mode as well where he like goes through the floor at one point <laughs> yeah I know it's just it's a little bit strange I'm just kind of sitting there going like what are you talking about you weird weird man <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that no. I think that scene. I think they needed something a little bit punchier there. I think they needed to be. I think they just needed more scenes together. I don't know. It just felt. I don't know. It felt a bit off. I think a lot of the Saffin stuff in the third act needed to be a little bit punchier. But yeah, those are the, that's my stupid bit. What's yours? It was almost yeah. It's almost as if just to like finish the thought. Like in subverting the Bond story arc, they forgot to, you don't need a secret base, like you don't need a big scheme, like you could just have had a villain who's just out there in the world and they, you know, it doesn't have to all build to this like traditional climax where you blow up a base, of course they do have to blow up James Bond but you know, they could blow him up in different ways Um, my stupidest bit um, it might be the whole reveal around that M had set up a secret facility to build deadly diseases in the middle of London. It's like, who the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> no, that is, be- he's not, like, M is not an idiot. Like, M is supposed to be cold, um, cal- like, just sort of not even calculating. He's just really this, like, distant, aloof figure who sends James Bond out on his missions and who, like, gives him a hard time when he's not doing what he wants him to do. But he's not, like, an agent of chaos or m doesn't make mistakes like m does not stand for mistake m stands for (laughs) man you know m stands for man with a plan like m is not m is not a fuck-up artist and the whole bit that he's like covering his ass and like you know i did not i thought that was poor and then of course the last line which is so fucking breathtakingly stupid it was it really reminded me of the end of the 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 sith rises or whatever the fuck it's called the 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 last rise of of skywalker or the the rise Rise of the rise of rise of the rise of the return of the jedi or whatever it's called yeah the the return of the return of the jedi where 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 she says at the end like like, Ray Skywalker. Like, Skywalker. So, so not your name is Ray Palpatine. And anyway, that's stupid. Uh, so um, yeah, so that was daft. Um, so I really, yeah, that one of those two. Um, yeah. What else? What are our other things? I did like the little Easter egg of Judy Dench's M portrait, and I also did like the portrait and of the of other the, of the other M. Not the M Bernard, that no one remembers the the, the, <laughs> the one of the sort of. Uh, it's not David Hedison because that's the guy who plays Felix Leiter. I've forgotten yeah, the yeah. guy's name, but we can. Draco yeah. Malfoy. Draco Malfoy, yeah. Um, oh, just, he has one of the best lines in the whole series, which is, this is not Country Club 007. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good moment. Um, farewell to arms. <laughs> oh, uh, favourite location. 
Oh, well, for me, it's got to be the, the Italian um, bits because I was actually there. <laughs> um, I love them. Yeah, I think mine's Cuba. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, recasting, who would, you, who would you have wanted to put in the film? It's a little bit of a, of a, of a curveball, but I would have liked it if when Blofeld comes out, it's actually Telly Savalas. Yeah, that would have been funny. And, and then they just and they're just like, wait, what? <laughs> oh shit, we got the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, put him back at the, <laughs> the other blowfell. The other blowfell. What about just, you? Uh I I don't know. I don't know who I would have recast because I think everyone was pretty well suited. I would have that's brought... why I just that's why I had to come up with a joke answer because I think yeah, the other cast was good. To sort of call back to like Safin's henchman, I would have brought back Dave Batista as Mr. Jinx and actually make him much of a better character than he was Inspector. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually, because he was a good big villain. Batista's a great actor, and they just yeah. killed him off in a really crappy way. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it was shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like have him be yeah. like Jaws or something, because Jaws kept on coming back for at least two Bond films. Well. <laughs> <laughs> was that the right decision who knows anyway um so yeah there's that and um i think before we get into sort of the ratings of you know how many martinis would you give this film where like where do you see this where do you see the the series going in the future because they have said they're not going to pick another james bond well they're not going to start picking another james bond until next year so what what do you think about the sort of the series of where it's going to go and stuff well um has it been is is the thing it bought it got bought by amazon right yeah i think so yeah that's true so they've but they've said that they want to keep these movies theatrical and all that sort of stuff okay so that well one of my theories was a tv spin-off with um nomi uh yeah, they, could e they could easily do like a tv spin-off of that character or paloma like have a whole film about paloma yeah the problem with that is that i don't think they can hold it i don't think that i don't think the audience is there for it and you know, the audience goes to James Bond films for James Bond. Um, and that's not me being like a conservative white guy. Like I want, I'd love to have spy movies about these women. It's just that, um, how are you going to find like the space for that? Like there was a trailer, which we went to see for this new sort of spy action filler with uh, Kate, uh, with um, Jessica Chastain. Uh, Jessica Chastain and Lupita Nyong'o and people like that. And I was like, I can tell that film's not going to do really well because firstly, it looks a bit like poorly written or whatever, but also it's just like, it's like the, 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 the appetite for um, women-led action films is still not where it should be. So yeah. I wonder if, James, the, if the 007 thing will be able to shift that. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm a little bit confused. I do think they should do something with... Uh, Lashana Lynch's character because she's given basically very little if if this is her only outing in the James Bond franchise uh sorry to use that word but you know in the James Bond universe that'll be a bit of a shame so it might be good to try and do something with her maybe maybe flesh out um some of the other um uh characters that we know already maybe bring in some cool new stuff that we haven't even thought about so I feel like that should be their next step and then in terms of in, of, of of casting another James Bond then you've got questions to ask yourself. Like, do you do you make a separate canon? Like, do you say, okay, we've we've done like Craig was just a, a, a settled thing, and do we do like a thing where it's like, um, like we do we cast someone like I don't know, uh, Tom Hardy, and we make it a little bit more silly, and he even though he's big and burly, like 
Uh, it's more of a Roger Moore style thing. We do a couple of films where it's a bit lighter, uh, not Felix lighter, you know, where, where they try and sort of recalibrate and figure out like what the appetite is. Um, you know, if, if in truth, um, I feel like the most, uh, the most pure and the most perfect thing to do is just to stop and end it right here. But that's obviously not yeah. going to happen because of capitalism and people want to keep making money off this stuff and people will keep going. But yeah, I, I think, think the IP is like still stop. strong. The IP is still strong. I think well, it's, 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 IP is still strong. I mean, what, I don't know how strong the IP actually is, frankly, but I think the... Um, the appetite is there. The market wants Bond. The market wants familiarity. People flock yeah. to see these fucking blockbusters. And, um, you know, which I've complained about before. I've complained about everything is just getting franchised. Everything is a series of remakes. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't know. One idea that I was talking to a friend of the podcast, Dr. Bob, about was maybe doing a film, a period film set in the 60s and do a throwback uh yeah that's, i mean that's what tarantino wanted to do with casino royale like actually set it in the 60s yeah which that could be that could be really fun but what about you what's what's your well what your i mean i agree with a lot of what you said i think i would love to see more female-led espionage films like we've had you know a few years ago we had the charlize theron movie atomic blonde and that was very popular and there's they're working on a sequel and stuff like that i mean there is this whole thing about like I don't want James Bond as a woman and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, I and Daniel Craig even said, you know, I would love to see films with, you know, like James Bond, but with a female character and, you know, a new, fresh, original, like, character. I mean, yeah, of course they're going to do more of these movies. I think they should have a very long break. I don't think they should yeah. really jump into development on a film so fresh after the, this film has just now been released. I think there should be at least a, a year to audition a bunch of actors and then maybe have a couple of years or three years before you even have a film released. So I'd you do it the other way around. I'd, I'd, I'd spend three years in the writer's room developing and pitching ideas and then go and get your actor when you know what you want. Like, because if you go out and you get an actor, then you'll start, you're going to start writing for that person, whoever they are. Yeah. I also think, I they, think should they should, really... I think they should start with an idea and then figure out who they need for it, man or woman. Yeah. And also, I think they should go younger. I don't think because a lot of people have been saying like Idris Elba should be play Bond. And I mean, as much as I would love to see Idris Elba play Bond, I don't think he's going to go for it. And he has said he doesn't want to. I think there's this, the, you know, the whole there's the age thing. I think, you know, I mean, get someone like they did with Lazenby and on Her Majesty's Secret Service, get someone in their late 20s, early 30s who could probably do quite a few movies for a period of time. And also, I don't know. I mean, the, the, there is this whole thing about do these do Bond films still feel relevant anymore? But you know, I don't well, know. No, that's, but that's you know, <laughs> I mean, what films do feel relevant these days? <laughs> right? Exactly. There is supposed to be escape. I mean, when were they ever relevant? I mean, it's always been escapist shtick. You know, it's yeah, like, exactly. I think that's a silly question. It's like, should they represent more thoroughly the values? Like that's what goes back to my thing. Like, do we want James Bond like wandering around with an AR fifteen just shooting people? Like, oh, I don't know. Like maybe lower the body count, make it a bit more fun. Like make it a spy film make it like a proper like a proper spy film like john yeah, we never really had a proper spy film except from russia with love so you could do you could do that the one thing i think they mustn't do is start doing remakes like decide okay we'll, we'll go back to the start and we'll we'll fix dr no we'll make it less racist or we'll we'll go back and we'll ruin from russia with love or whatever it's like that i really we'll, hope we'll bring scalamanga back <laughs> yeah exactly don't try and remake the man with the golden gun don't try and remake uh diamonds off road you know like just leave those films as they are you, have you seen spectre that's what's happened 
That's a good I example think they ever would because I think it's still such a family operation. I don't think Barbara Broccoli and Michael Wilson would ever like tarnish the legacy of Cubby and all those guys in that way. So I think we're safe on that one. Yeah, I am. Um, I do agree with you. I think having, I think whatever the need, whatever happens next, don't just do like a Craig reboot, like change the mood, change the paradigm, change the feel so that it's, um, so that it's a new, you know, a new universe. Like in the same way that Craig was such a refreshing change from Pierce Brosnan and that Dalton was such a refreshing change from Roger Moore and that Roger Moore for a lot of people was a refreshing change from Sean Connery. Like by all means, you know, there are, I feel like there are different types of viewers of the Bond movies. Some people like the the dark spy stuff like we do and other people really like the the frothy Roger Moore, like sort of. Yeah. And I think there should be room for that. So I think, I I think think that's like just, yeah. Just play with it, you know, have yeah, fun exactly. with it, write some stuff. And then maybe, yeah, if you want to make a movie, like make a thing with uh, Lashana Lynch and all the MI6 characters, like kicking some ass and doing some stuff or, um, you know, just, uh, or, or scrap it, you know, um, and uh, and and have her, you know, d- have her doing something on her own without the, the, the without M, without Q, without Moneypenny. Um, oh. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, yeah, you know, as, I mean, it could be, it could be, you know, you could do something with her that's a little bit more in the sort of, um, like, you know, she's traveling and there's a social justice angle, like the way in which, you know, she could perhaps be in like, um, you know, somewhere like uh, Myanmar, you know, where there's the 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 persecution of Rohingya Muslims, or you know, in, I mean, the the they would never do anything anti-China because China is such a big market for the movies. But you know, you could do something like that and have a black heroine who's out there, um, yeah. like fighting social injustice, like you know, like Pam Greer did in the seventies. Like, do like a sort of <laughs> instead do black exploitation right uh, and have have a really cool black heroine who's out there, like actually like cracking white colonial heads uh, that would be fun i'd like that to would see be that. fun i'd love to see yeah. that yeah that would be amazing yeah. so you know so i mean anyway if you ever you need help writing this guys we're here we'll, we'll help you out yeah of course i might still try and this has got some really fucking wacky ideas to pitch you about george lazenby <laughs> and he's still yeah. alive george lazenby is still like there is still the lazenby option you could bring <laughs> back lazenby you could bring him back in some way um or dalton or dalton yeah he's still kicking brosnan yeah but he's still kicking. He's a he's it is what sixties. Yeah, he's he's yeah he, yeah, yeah. He should be kicking for a long time. Lazenby yeah, though, let's let's get Lazenby before it's too late. Yeah, of course. Also, okay, so what, think, but what are you gonna say? I was just gonna say the next Bond film. Let's bring back sharks. I miss sharks and James Bond films. There's not enough wildlife. There's not enough wildlife in these films. We had the Komodo dragons in Skyfall. I thought they that, but we need animals. Yeah, sharks. When Jellyfish, sharks with freaking lasers attached to their freaking heads. <laughs> yeah, snakes, um, spiders, whatever it is, bring it back, Scorpions. guys. <laughs> and 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 can I say something? Yes. Skiing. 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 Yes. Skiing. Thank you. Right. And no um, beach boys to... playing in the background. <laughs> oh. I need to go because it's lunchtime. What yes. are we giving this? What are you giving this film? And it's also dinner time here for me. Um, I'm giving this four martinis. Same. Four ice cold martinis shaken not stirred yeah <laughs> let me tell you a story anders it's about a guy called bond james bond <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways um yeah we have all the time in the world 
except for you because you uh, have to go for lunch. But yes, anyway, so my tummy's rumbling, so I don't have all the time in the world. Yes. So, well, that can is... I just say it's been a pleasure going through all these films uh, with you. And um, yeah, it's yeah. been good fun. Yeah, it took us a long time because of the you know, but yeah, but it was fun. Yeah, we we got there in the end. Um, yeah. So thanks to thanks to everyone who's like stuck by and listens to every Bond episode and uh, uh, and yeah and um, yeah. We'll see you in a few years or whenever the next thing happens. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we'll also come back and do other episodes of the podcast. Like, of course, yeah. We've got the top 10s coming 10 up and stuff. Yeah. 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 I do apologize that some episodes have been a bit late. I've been in the process of moving. So there's that. But yeah, anyway. How dare you? You should put the <laughs> listeners before your own life. <laughs> you don't get paid to do this, you know. Like, <laughs> there's no reason why you need to f- apologize to these, you know, absolute just freeloaders who listen to us. Uh, we love hey, you guys. Like, hi, hi, listeners. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're very, we value you very much. Um, please the wait. Like it's clinking. It's recording. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Anyway, um, yes, you can check out all the other uh, Bond Backwards episodes. They're all available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or, you know, whatever. You can check, click the Linktree link and uh, do check out the episodes there. And also do check out our top 10 episodes. They're a lot of fun. Hope to do more of them. Yeah. And also a few recommendation episodes that we recommended to watch during lockdown and things like that. So if you miss, if you're looking for films to watch, check out one of those episodes and see if that, you know, makes you your boat, but floats your boat, tickle your fancy, whatever. Um, Anyway, so yeah, you can follow the podcast that owns Ohms. Ohms movies. Ohms movies. It um, at Homes Movies Podcast, or you can send us an email. You can also send us an email at Homes, not at. Fucking hell. <laughs> you can send, okay, let me rewind this whole bit. Can you just put in a clip of M for fuck's sake? <laughs> fuck's sake. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay. At Homes send us an email. An email. Send us an email. <laughs> we can never end an episode properly in these days. You know what? You know what? You, films these days have real trouble sticking the landing. My wife was saying this. My wife, my wife was saying this the other day. She was like, one of the great, she was talking about the film, Quentin Tarantino film, Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown really sticks the landing. The ending yes. is perfect. No, so many films now fuck their ending like with the star Wars, obviously we've talked about the star wars one this film with the bond james bond like why can't films just end anymore and why can't we do that with our fucking podcast because <laughs> i'm a stuttering idiot um no, yes. that's not true you're at, a wonderful man <laughs> at homes movies pod wait i fucked it up movies again man and sorry <laughs> so you can follow us on twitter at homes movies pod you can also send us an email to homesmoviespodcast at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram at Anders F. Holmes, and I'm also on Twitter at Fabricius91, F-A-B-R-I-C-I-U-S-9-1. And Adam is on Instagram and Twitter as well. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm the Northampton Dane on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm Adam H.F. Holmes. Uh, yeah. Pictures of food, probably, for the most yeah. part. But look, or uh, where you've no, been on holiday. It. You did it. We yeah, it. we got we it. it. Yay, we did it. Yeah. yeah. If you go on my Instagram for proof that I've been in the same part of Italy as James Bond. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, well, sorry if you listened to the episode and we just spoiled the whole movie for you, but then again, it's your own fault for listening because we did say, we did say at the beginning, spoiler alert. You we, were fucking warned. You were warned, 007. You were told not to mess with my affairs. <laughs> I'm gonna miss talking about Bond with you. Oh well. Yeah.
They better just keep make movies so we can keep talking. All right. Yes. We can maybe do um, one about the Indiana Jones films. They're doing the fifth one at the moment with Mass Mikkelsen. Oh, I don't know. Indiana uh, Jones keep, and, the, and the Holy, you know, Walker. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Holy Nursing Home. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the Fabs of Youth. Let's get out of here. Yeah. See you later, guys. Have a good have a good week. Bye. Stinging in the rain. That's not funny, seven. Where's your butler friend? Oh, he blew a fuse. Shocking. Where's Drax? He had to fly. Positively shocking. You missed, Mr. Bomb. I think he got the point. Right idea, Mr. Bomb. But wrong pussy. You're not thinking that. I sure am, boy. You expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Goodbye, Mr. Bond. It's a Smith and Wesson. And you've had your six. Mm-hmm.